Welcome to episode number 25. What? <laughs> <laughs> of What's Brewing Sis? I'm Shelly. I'm Bianca. And I'm Deanna. And here we come together to serve the brew. We are we serving it. <laughs> we, are serving it. <laughs> we are serving it. We are serving it. All the way to the last minute, we are serving it up. Yeah. It has been an amazing last two episodes. It has been. Uh, you know, we had a special guest, Yolanda Ross. We did. Who is an actress from The Shy and American Gigolo. Yes. So check those shows out. Um, and we had the Tasha, Tasha C. Joyner Foundation um, president. Yes, they were here. Yeah. They were here. They were uh, fluttering along. And- <laughs> Uh, we had our special butterfly. That was absolutely amazing. The last two weeks, I feel like that that was our month. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Ooh. activities. Yeah. Thanks, ladies. Thanks to the butterflies. Thanks, Yolanda. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of our podcast and part of our lives. Yes, she became my friend on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I know people out here. Yes, we I was so excited. <laughs> yes, I said she's my first blue check mark person that actually like follows me and stuff. <laughs> so I'm so excited. Well, first of many. Yes, yeah, first of right. absolutely exactly. many. Exactly. Yes. So we're we're gonna just keep this thing rolling. We are so excited about this um, episode today. Um, we want to give you guys the proper introduction for our. Um, our special guest today. So yes, enjoy. Enjoy. The greatest gift that one can give to self is the gift of self-mastery, and that can involve identifying triggers, applying new skills, embracing the darkest part of self, healing trauma, releasing fear, and moving forward with intention more resiliently. It is the mission of our next guest, Kena Tate, a clinical professional counselor, to help guide others on the journey back to self. This is exploring the whole persona from within. The process will be challenging yet rewarding. Clients of Kena have seen improvements in their relationships, mindset, decision-making, emotional stability, physical health, self-awareness, performance, and overall lifestyle. It is with great pleasure to introduce our next guest to What's Brewing Sis podcast, Ms. Kina Tate. Hi, Kina. Hi, ladies. How are you? I'm good. How are you all? Thank you so much for having me. We are so excited to have you on the show. Um, you are so you and so I just want to let everybody know. <laughs> yeah, uh, you hold a very special place in my heart because um, you used to be my hairstylist. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yes so I sat, yeah, I have sat in that chair. And uh, literally just poured my whole heart out to you on so many occasions. (laughs) And when I realized that you um, left and, you know, you moved to Vegas, it took me a while to transition over to someone else. (laughs) So um, I was introduced to you by my cousin, Claudia, who's um, who's passed who's passed, gained her wings, uh, but she is my angel, and she literally appears somehow in my life all the time, some some symbolism, and uh, that for me is you, so I'm so glad that we um, can connect in this fashion, and um, you know, you can share your um, growth with our audience, so I'm just so excited that you are on the show. Thank you, and and I, I absolutely love your intro. Sit back here, dance like. <laughs> yes, we had a lot of fun with that, so I'm I'm glad. Um, but yeah, so as um every show, we like to start off with icebreakers, just so we can learn a little bit more about you, and we'll dig into our conversation and our topic uh, of choice today, which is. Uh, triumph over trauma. Trauma. Triumph over trauma. So uh, we'll start with the icebreaker questions first. Here's our first. 
What life lessons have you learned the hard way? Oh, you know, you want to take that one first? <laughs> <laughs> what life lessons I have learned the hard way? I would probably say trusting my own intuition. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, not trusting my intuition. Um, I learned some lessons that, um, you know, left quite a few bru uh, bruises mm -hmm. where I learned a lot about myself and how to um, interact and relate with other people, really understanding um, my own perspective versus others' perspectives and to be able yeah. to uh, differentiate and set boundaries um, as well as, you know, financial <laughs> lessons, mm -hmm. quite a, quite a few lessons, you know, there's that inner nudge that kick right in the, um, well, some would call it, um, uh, uh, the, the fit. <laughs> and, um, and, and back, I would probably say back in my early twenties and mid twenties and, um, maybe even the, uh, the end of my twenties too, I still hadn't, uh, understood or, learn to trust myself mm -hmm. and, and and that feeling trusting my body when it's it's you know giving signals when something is not right or even when something is right i've missed a lot of opportunities by not by not going you know by not jumping out there when um when the opportunity was presented yeah 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 love that i think mine is pretty similar about intuition um the life lesson i learned the hard way is to not second guess myself. Mm -hmm. I will talk myself down out of stuff, <laughs> second guess myself and talk myself down out of things that, you know, I eventually a lot of times end up doing, yeah. but I could have done it 10 years ago. I could have yeah. done it five years ago because I was I had so much fear that I second guess myself out of what I wanted to do. And eventually most times end up doing anyway. You said the key word fear. Yes, <laughs> that fear will get you. And yes. be talking to you on this show, they're like, you know what, you should even do that because X, Y, Z. And you know, at some point, you come to sit and think to yourself, like, why did I? Why did I listen to that? Right. Why didn't I just go for it at the time? You know, but yeah. I guess big. you live and you learn. Absolutely. <laughs> what about you, Deanna? Um, I would say I learned the hard way that. You just can't please everybody. I was would be a person to that like used to have the disease to please try to please everybody. It's like you can't you can't please everybody. So the lesson I learned is try to live a life that's pleasing to God first, and then yourself and everybody else either can like it or lump it. Yeah, like it or lump it. <laughs> um, longevity for me doesn't always equal happiness. Um, meaning that. I don't have to, I, I think I used to say the longer I'm doing something kind of the better the situation. And that's not always the case. I think it's okay <laughs> after year number two or three um, to exit if this is not, you know, your desired life or if this is not something that you want to do or if it doesn't make you happy. So um, for me, just timing it, you know, life makes you pay the attention to time. And I think I've learned the hard way to not extend for such a long period of time and, and leave when it's time to leave. Um, next question. Um, what gets you excited about life? Hmm. It gets me excited about life. Um, the breath of life, this day and age. Breath of life, because without it, Right, I cannot engage with anything, and any with anyone <laughs> would not be here. Um, and then to be the ability to be able to help other people, um, in order to be uh, or to receive blessings, and I, that's one thing I have learned is uh, being able to sow. Once you sow, you reap that harvest. So being able to help other people without any sort of um, intention behind it, or um, um, ill intention, I will say that, uh, and knowing that I'm sowing once I sow, it's going to come or I will receive it in a different manner, not necessarily financial. It could be with friendships. It could be, um, you know, with career or, or, or what have you, or even just um, internal happiness that, that you get from seeing someone else smile. I think that's what drives me the most. And yeah. genuinely, yeah, genuinely. Yeah. 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 
I think what gets me excited about life is the possibilities. Mm -hmm. um, you know, recently I've seen someone travel to Spain and a couple months ago someone was in Greece and it's like, it's a whole world out here yeah. that you haven't seen or experienced and other people that you haven't experienced. Um, you know, we're getting a business started. Uh, mm -hmm. So, so many possibilities. And I think that excites me because it's like, you never know where life will take you. You, you could just go with the wind and just live a, a wonderful, fulfilled life. Absolutely. What about you, D? Yeah, I actually was going to say the same thing, the possibilities. I think the possibilities are endless. Um, I like, actually, when somebody challenges something that I say I want to do, like, like when it, if it sounds outrageous, crazy, or, like, so far from the norm, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Hence, am I? You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not uh, bound to being a part of the norm. So the possibilities. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you know me, you know that I'm excited about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited about everything. I feel like you know, life is just something alone to be excited about. You know, mm -hmm. we have breath in our bodies. We, you know, get up every day to, to learn something new or to grow or, you know, help someone. So I just love life. I'm excited about everything with life. But um, I love to plan. You know, I love to plan for, say, a trip or plan for um, things that we're doing with our small business. Like, that keeps me going. So I have, I have this notebook obsession mm -hmm. um, where I've purchased notebooks so I can just like plan things out but I love it it keeps me focused on things to come um, that way if something's happening that's not the greatest at the time I'm able to kind of put my focus you know in the proper place yeah so that that's mm -hmm. my answer your book of possibilities I am a book of possibilities <laughs> <laughs> um, next I'm... question what is your favorite quote yes mm. Uh, Henry Ford, whether you think you can, whether you think you can't, either way, you're right. Either oh, way, you're right. I love that one. I have to say that. I love quotes. That, that was a good one. Kelly <laughs> loves quotes, but she messes them up. But, but I she think did it's good today. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, a, I'm like, they're going to start representing my girls for sure, telling me what I have to do. Um, yes, I love quotes. Something I. I, I, I seek them out every day so mm -hmm. I'll, I'll take my turn i'll see i seek them out often so i can always try to see what i can you know get from it i love your skina that that's good i'm gonna i'm gonna use that one <laughs> soon <laughs> uh, but mine is be not afraid of growing slowly be mm -hmm. afraid of only standing still um, so I am like a go-getter after everything, or at least I try to be, and standing still or things not moving, I just can't. <laughs> I just want to crawl in a ball, but that for sure is, is one of my favorite quotes. Normally when I uh, look for a quote, it's typically a poet. For some, whatever reason, it's like Langston Hughes, my Angelou, like one, those are the people. Bianca's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> I typically go through. Right. So, I found one from my Angelou and I'm like, I needed to put this on the wall. It says, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor and some style. And I feel like that really it like fits me. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to just exist. I want to live and I have a great sense of humor. Yeah. What about you, Deanna? Um, I'll keep it very short and simple. Um, it's something that we've been saying for some time. It's part of our affirmations, but either we win or we win, period. Mm. Yes. Yes. I like that. <laughs> like all of them. It coincides with there's no failure in God and thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. So if we always keep the attitude that no matter what happens, we win, then I think it keeps disappointment at bay. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is one affirmation that we say together as a group daily. And yeah, that's a, that's a showstopper. Next one. Do you ask enough questions or do you settle for what you know? I 
I would probably say I ask him a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> He's now. I didn't always ask a lot of questions. And that's, again, um, going on off intuition. But now I do. I do. Um, I'm very analytical. I like to process and look at things from multiple angles. And that develops or creates uh, multiple questions that uh, I, I get to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I agree with that. Comfortable with decisions, yeah, that I make. Yeah, for sure. How about you, BZ? I think I'm naturally inquisitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it depends on the source, like depending on who it comes from or where it's coming from. I sometimes don't ask enough questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want to trust the information I'm getting, but sometimes in my head I'll have the questions, I'll be scared to ask. So I feel like I'm just gonna push to ask more questions. Yeah. 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 Like that. I've always asked a lot of questions. I continue to ask a lot of questions. Sometimes um, people have probably been annoyed by the fact that I ask a lot of questions. <laughs> but I feel like if you can't take the questions, then <laughs> that says something too. So yeah. I don't shy away from asking questions. I agree. I, I think I for with both the ladies I could take a little bit from. I think sometimes I've been afraid to ask questions. And then it's later bit me in my butt because it's like, well, you didn't ask. And I'm like, well, I didn't ask. <laughs> yeah. um, so I can definitely get better with that. And I think I'm going to get better with that. So with that being said, I tend to ask more questions now and, and not necessarily apologize for those questions yeah. because um, it's a question can literally break a situation Mm -hmm. like because you didn't ask x y and z you didn't receive x y and z um so i tend to try to my best to not be fearful and asking questions because Mm -hmm. questions are okay yeah they are and it gives people i mean you have the option of not answering a question if the if the question is asked and you don't feel comfortable answering it or you don't have the answer you know you can decline but yeah. that says something too depending on what the question is. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So i'll sway doesn't always have the answers yeah. so you don't have an answer He's like, <laughs> next question how old would you be if you didn't know how old you are what you got king me uh yeah. i would say um, about 75. <laughs> <laughs> 75. is that for the wisdom <laughs> that is for the wisdom. Uh, growing up, I was always around uh, my grandma and mm-hmm. uh, helping her when she took care of her father, my great grandfather. And so just being around older people, yeah. I learned a lot. I didn't learn to apply it, what I learned until <laughs> I older, of course. And those are those mistakes and uh, that you make along the way. But yeah, 75 for sure. Really? I, I mean, I kind of agree and disagree because you definitely don't look it. It was the first thing I came came to. But yes, like sitting in your chair, it literally felt like a warm hug. Like, oh, like, man, I can talk to Kina about anything and she will just get it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that, you know, in talks with um, my mom's probably going to kill me because she's going to be like, I ain't 75. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I, you get that that feeling like you can really just lean and talk to this person. And nurture. Yes, that nurture for sure. So I agree. But I'll let you guys go. I want to say between 30 and 33. Because <laughs> <laughs> I say that because I still remember my 30th birthday and I remember how I felt and I feel, I still feel young. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I'm 42, I don't feel like 42 is like old, but I still feel younger. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I feel like life is still has so many possibilities and, you know, so many things you can do. And I just feel like I'm still that I just got fresh out of my twenties. I got the wisdom of being a little bit older, but I still feel like I have that youth. So between 30 and 33, maybe 30, I'll just pick 32. I feel like 32 is still young. Like you can still go out and people won't be like, who is that old lady? Yeah. Um, but you got some 32 year olds out there that's like, wait a minute, <laughs> or 35 year olds for that matter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I feel 32. I, go with that. I like it. What about you, Deanna? Yeah, I was thinking about 30 as well. Um, 
depending on which what day it is though. Like <laughs> some days 30, some days, I don't know, 65. <laughs> Depends on what it is that I'm doing or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. how I'm feeling. Yeah. Uh so for me, <laughs> I said I'm thinking more like 25 because I I don't know, I feel a burst of energy, you know, I'm always kind of like the life of the party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ray of sunshine. I was like, oh, I do sometimes try to be. Um, but that time frame in my life, I just remember like that was when I first had my daughter. And yeah, like I I, I just feel, um, I don't feel old. <laughs> I just don't. Mm-hmm. Are you saying 42 is old? No, I'm definitely not saying 42 is old. So, because I don't want anybody to come for me and I'm 42, so I, I shouldn't come for myself. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just feel a lot of energy. Yeah. And, and that's definitely fine because 25 is, you could definitely be energetic and, you know, yeah, on the move. Carolyn says, hi, guys. Hi, hi Carolyn. Yes, so that was our last icebreaker question. So we want to get into the topic uh, of today, which is uh, tragedy, trauma. Try it from the trauma. I'm depending on Bianca <laughs> today. I need you with I'm here. Uh, so trauma is described as a deeply distressing or disturbing experience and triumph is a great victory or achievement, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We're, we're all here. All right. So, Kina, I kind of went through your page and just found some really interesting stuff that I want to get your take on and so you can also help our audience understand more. Um, so, first question is, um, I noticed on your page, can you explain the 12 meridians? 12 meridians. Ah, they are, uh, they uh, run alongside (laughs) in alignment on, uh, there's six meridians on each side of the body and they run along um, in the 24 hour day period where each one feeds a specific organ in the body at a certain time of day, uh, which means that's why they say it's not good to eat at a certain time, right? Because the meridian is not um, it's not active or that certain meridian that uh, helps the digestive or influence the digestive processing is not active at a specific time of day. So it runs, again, six on each side, runs in alignment and feeding every organ, tissue, muscle, cell in the body. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that that's major. I definitely think you kind of what you eat kind of represents, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what you will almost give out in the world. Um, it's all related. It's yeah. all related to your energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you eat poorly, that blocks energy in your body. That blocks mm-hmm. your energy physically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that definitely makes sense. You know how your energy field works internally and externally. Yeah. yeah. With that, Kina, do you tend to have, like, do you have, like, a morning routine, afternoon routine? Like, how do you keep it all centered so nothing kind of breaks? I do. My morning routine is workout, so that's about 5 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, After my workout, I typically go into um, kinetic yoga, Mm -hmm. usually, like, a 10-minute sequence. Um, When I have more time, I may uh, go into a 30-minute yoga session, but that is really just to become present and clear and center myself and prepare myself for the day. I start about uh, working up at about seven uh, our time, uh, Pacific Standard Time now. Um, and um, right about noon, I try to be active. It's getting a little cold outside now, but just doing some um, some sort of physical movements. And they have quite a, a few, a plethora of videos on YouTube. So even if it's, um, it's a, a Kia Jiang, where they're doing the dance, dance and you're like... Um, lifting your pelvic bone up and down, but that helps to uh, strengthen the uh, diaphragm, but it also helps to strengthen the abdominal lining too, just as well. Um, I do have, in the evening, I do have some days that I um, 
I go to um, specific classes. Um, there's one called Touche. I really like that class. And it's all about um, calisthenics, being able to use your own body weight to, um, to strengthen your muscles. So I do that and um, like my evening routine, I try to set, um, uh, start turning down the lights at a specific time. I, I talked about uh, on a few days ago, um, the melatonin to really enhance uh, sleep, that sleep, uh, sleep state, excuse me, um, so that I can in, in, uh, get a good night's rest. So that's typically my day and throughout, I do a lot of reading just as well and, and YouTube, I love YouTube. So I'm always yeah. watching some videos. Me too. I was just literally just telling someone yesterday that um, TV, they can keep it. I, you know, I'm like, well, you got to watch this on Netflix. Or um, did you watch this new episode of blah, blah, blah? I'm like, no, TV is just not my thing. I would rather, I would rather watch uh, YouTube because um, this is regular people. It's regular yeah. people doing regular things. And then yeah. Bianca's laughing because I like ASMR. Uh, but it's it's just something soothing about that. I like yeah. ASMR too. Cer yeah. Certain ASMR. Sorry, <laughs> but I, I like the idea of you like turning down the lights at a certain time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of setting that um, calming vibe, so you're not as stimulated. Right. Yeah. So sometimes you're overstimulated. You can't lay down if right. all these things are happening. For me, it's noise. Like. If I am watching TV, like I need to start turning it down. It's too loud for me. I need, you know, it to be a little quieter. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the turn down the lights makes sense. It definitely does. <laughs> Which kind of leads me into the next question. I'm curious on how you feel about and what more information you can give our viewers about seasonal depression. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, we're in the fall season and we just, we just fell back. Yeah. We just fell back on time. So it's getting darker oh. earlier mm -hmm. and, you know, it kind of sets you in this mood to like go to sleep. Like Deanna, we were on the phone yesterday and Deanna's son was like, I'm ready to go to bed. It's nighttime. It's mm -hmm. time to go, you know, mm -hmm. but it's like five. So how does one, how does seasonal depression work? What does it look like? And how can people um, work through it? Sure. So seasonal depression, um, it starts about mid-fall and it typically lasts um, early spring. Um, you mentioned um, it gets dark outside uh, a little bit early now. And as it gets darker, Melatonin, when it's light, when we get a lot of sunlight, we have increased melatonin, which is a hormone that's secreted from the brain. It helps keep us active throughout the day. When we experience a darker, excuse me, when, when a, our darker, um, you know, the daylight saving time is expanded now, where it gets darker early, now the melatonin decreases, which causes us to feel tired. And once you, you, you would want to climb in the bed at six o'clock. So seasonal depression is headed into that holiday season, right? Us again, starting at November. Um, it, it's a time where if the, if we don't have our routine set, we can fall into a pattern of just coming home, laying down. We start uh, reaching for comfort foods, the sugar, the carbohydrates, and then all sorts of triggers can occur throughout this time, especially for people who are grieving. Um, any any uh, person that experiences or have already been diagnosed with major depressive disorder or have some sort of mood disorder is heightened about this time of year just as well. So it's a time of year where we are less active. We're not as engaged with social settings. Mm -hmm. Again, we want to crawl into bed and just hibernate like the bears do throughout uh, the <laughs> Right, the cold seasons. Then we are animalistic people too, just as well. And so, some things that you can, uh, we can do to get through it is a start earlier to prepare for the season, at least one to two. I would say one to two months before fall sets in. So have a routine, even if it's working out, whether you're working out in a home. Um, which can be challenging. So that's discipline and consistency um, is, is, is highlighted there, but have some sort of routine set. I would say, I said one to two, but at least by August. So now you're, you're mentally programmed that this is what I do, regardless of the elements outside, 
you you know you if you have to put your long johns on to get to the to workout center um start menu uh meal prepping that way the meal is already in the refrigerator we've already portioned it out um and your brain is already acclimated with having a certain meal or having a certain portion throughout the day versus mm -hmm. and naturally we we leave room of course where you can um indulge and in, you know the things that we like to do indulge in, especially the comfort food like the cakes and um mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> around the holiday season but we don't go overboard with it right. um seasonal depression is also a time where um people cope with um with substances and this is to mask the pain and i'm going back into grief and loss even if it's not the um, deceased loved one maybe it's a loss of a relationship you know mm -hmm. oh my gosh i i was in a relationship for 10 years and we did this every holiday season and so mm -hmm. that can be challenging too just learning to process um loss or whatever that loss is it's not just again not just death but loss of whatever was near and dear to your heart that's definitely that's true because you know i one of my favorite holiday songs when I was younger and still kind of now is that song, What Do the Lonely Do at Christmas? What do the lonely do? <laughs> I, I love that song, but then, like, after my husband died, I was like, wait a minute. This is not a good song, but I love that song, yeah. you know. So, I, I understand how, you know, it's tough it may be for someone grieving during the holidays, but I just kind of want to address the room. Do you guys suffer from seasonal depression? Um, you know what? I think it's, so I've started this new thing with myself where it's like, if I, if I don't say it, then it's so like, you have mm -hmm. to like, get it out. Like, I, so I think so. I think, I think every time this time would come around, I would be like, Oh God, you know, it's time to eat. <laughs> and sleep, you know, I go to bed early, but yeah. I'm like, I want to start, and I purposely started my workouts um, and changed it in, in August because I said, normally I start in the beginning of summer, and I'm like, oh, we can do this workout plan and do all this stuff, and I was like, no, maybe I should start in um, the when it starts to get cold, so I'm interested that you said um, two months prior to the time changing, I think yeah. that's such a great tip to do it earlier, um, but yeah, I think I definitely fell into the, I think I might have seasonal depression. And it's like, well, for me, I'm like, well, what do you do about it? Like, mm -hmm. how do you combat this? So I love those tips and we'll, we'll take and do some of those. What about you? No, I, I don't suffer from seasonal depression, but I, maybe that's because I'm not so much of an outdoors person anyway, mm -hmm. which I know. But um I can say that I, you know before recent years I wasn't very um maybe empathetic to people who do suffer from seasonal depression. I remember one time I had like this seat by the window at work and this guy asked me, basically he was asking me, could I change desks with him because he has seasonal mm -hmm. depression and he wanted to be close to the window mm -hmm. to get whatever bit of sunlight we got coming in. And I was like, no. So I would say back then, and I was in my 20s and probably mm -hmm. just very insensitive to people in general to some degree, but I... <laughs> <laughs> computer or homework or whatever and I'll just sit in the backyard outside. I could probably spend all day outside if it wasn't for like 90 degree weather yeah. and bees. <laughs> but other than that, like I would spend most of my time out. 
So I noticed once it started changing the fall, mm-hmm. I don't go outside as much. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, it wasn't something I decided on. It's just like, I'm just like, okay, I'm in here now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's dark, starting to get dark at 4.30. So now I'm just in the house. Don't go outside after work anymore. Mm-hmm. But today I was like, you know what? I'm going outside. Yeah. So I went out <laughs> after work, even though it was starting to get dark and I still did my routine where I just walked around the backyard in the grass and you know, just breathing in fresh air, and I, I enjoyed it. I was like, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I have to go back outside. Yeah. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna try to keep doing it even in the winter. Yeah, like don't yeah. like let the the time change, but don't let it change you. Because while in August at five o'clock it was still light outside, so still treat it that way, mm-hmm. even though it's dark outside. Um, Maybe animals out there. I get scared. Um, So, Kia, you mentioned, um, I want to ask you this first, um, triggers. So, kind of want you to um, talk about triggers, you know, best ways to avoid them. And and, and I just would love to hear your thoughts about triggers. Sure. Triggers, something that uh, affects you, an event affects an individual emotionally, whatever that emotion is. And so a lot of times where there's trauma, um, trauma is, is trapped and stored in the autonomic nervous system through one of the five senses that is activated or engaged in that moment of, of uh, the traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. So two people can um, experience an event, live in the same household. Uh, however, one may have trauma, the other may not be affected. So now, and this is stored in subconscious mindset. So now every single time something reminds the individual, whether they know it or not, of that specific event that ignites or um, um, uh, exacerbate sadness, mm-hmm. uh, depression, uh, feelings of manipulation, feelings of control. So anytime that individual is now placed into a new experience um, that reminds them of the past and they may not, you know, um, excuse me, relate the current, the present moment to the past. They may not know it. It's, it's, it's subconscious. Um, yeah. But anytime, whatever you see, smell, taste, touch, or hear, that reminds you of something, an experience that was hurtful, that really um, influenced or stimulated those big emotions, it's going to trigger the same emotion. Right. It doesn't matter where we are in life, what um, you could be, it could be 10 years later, but something that we see again, what the five senses, something that we see, smell, taste, touch, or hear will remind us of an individual, uh, mm-hmm. the time of, of love that we had, um, a time of sadness, a time of, um, and, and, and the Bible, right? There's a, to every, <laughs> to every time there's a season, right? Under yeah. the sun. And so, um, Throughout uh, the 365 days in a year, uh, many people do experience triggers, but it's being able to identify what causes sadness. Oh, okay, wow. You know what? I broke up with my boyfriend five years ago in October. So now October 1st come, you know, I'm in the house. I've, I've withdrawn from my social connections just so I, just to be, you know, whatever you're doing in the house, feeling bored, feeling lonely, feeling sad. Those are all symptoms of depression. So now every every October, I'm sad. I may not know why until we you sit and process, wow, okay. Yeah, I guess I, I did break up with my boyfriend five, five months ago and it caused me to feel lonely throughout the holiday season. So yeah, typically what the triggers are. Yeah, and I know this is definitely a time when people are sad. It seems like people tend to pass near or close to the holidays, and it's kind of like that constant reminder. And even if it's not close to the holidays, it's kind of like that person's not with you for um, the holidays, so it becomes tough for people. I I think I agree with that so much, but I think your words can kind of change how you feel. So I think if you're saying this to, to... you know, continue on with what you were saying, because I totally agree with that. But it's like, if you say every, this, uh, you know, I'm going to be sad for X, Y, and Z, yeah. then you're going to be sad for mm-hmm. those reasons. So it's like, maybe just change your way of saying it and say, I'm going to be happy this particular time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and see how that works for you. That's what I tend, tend to do. Yeah, I definitely believe that it's a choice. Like, and although a lot of people choose to 
use, you know, I, I, I don't know, it may be a controversial thing to say, but when somebody experienced like a loss of a loved one, mm-hmm. um, so a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm sad during this month or this week or on this day. But it's like the older we get, we're going to mm-hmm. lose people in our lives one way or another. Right. Pretty much you'll end up having the whole year booked because it'll be like mm-hmm. my grandma died in January, my friend died in October, my mm-hmm. so-and-so. So it's like you could definitely choose to be celebratory, even if you have a sad moment, but just don't X out the whole month or the whole yeah. day or the whole year, you know, like. There's yeah. so much work preparing to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a lot of work to sit and be like, all right, here comes April. Um, I know I'm going to be sad in April, so I'm getting ready. Yeah. It's like, yeah. there's so much energy lost. Like, I get it, you know, grieving. Sometimes the day will roll up on me and I'm like, man, why am I feeling weird? You know, mm-hmm. but I still go about my regular routine. I'll be like, oh, but I'll mm-hmm. try to do something else. Okay, yeah. I'm about to do something else because yeah. yeah. I don't want to sit in this. Right. Right. And like, um, even if you have a moment, you know, like my father's birthday and death day, which are one year apart are coming up. Um, I'm sure my family members will send me messages and things like that. I might have a moment of sadness, but I'm not going to prepare myself to be sad and balled up in a you definitely have to identify the behavior first i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt i want to go back to the triggers because um asking for a friend <laughs> some people get triggered uh with anger versus sadness and where you know it's like automatic like annoyance how Mm -hmm. do you like handle that like if you know um certain things trigger you like how do you not be triggered how do you take a moment to be like okay no Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna be sure that's emotional intelligence emotional Mm -hmm. balance and in order to gain um, balance or ground ourselves when we are are triggered and experience those big anger is one of those big emotions um, in order to um, gain control over it we first have to understand what our primary emotions are and then also understand those secondary emotions that we experience in our external world we're all born with at least the right, the, the five emotions um, and the sadness, despair, love, joy, right? We're born with those. Um, however, when we start to feel manipulated, feel controlled, feel uh, misused and abused, naturally it's something that occurred or, or in an environment that we may have been around in our earlier upbringing, even if it's a, if it's a parent that has that struggle with anger issues or siblings, someone that modeled that sort of behavior, not always so, but it typically points to, okay, we need to, we need to uh, increase emotional intelligence, understanding what, uh, where that emotion derived from. So anger, yes, there's anger, but what, what is the primary uh, emotion behind anger? Is it sadness? I'm angry because now I feel neglected. I feel unseen. I feel unheard. So that is causing me to feel sad, but instead of showing up with, or, um, being using our assertiveness skills to say, you know what, I was, uh, what you did actually, um, caused me to become irritable and I got frustrated by uh, what you said to me. Instead of being assertive, we now start to think about, and it's the cognition, those we the, our wheels turn and we're constantly living in our mindset. And, and, and as long as we live in our mind and we let that thing fester, now mm-hmm. the emotion becomes big and the other person have no idea that you're <laughs> I might have been the friend that she was asking for. I'm not sure. Uh, okay. um, because, you know, I, we, we talking to Bianca, I recently discovered that um, I don't like to be yelled at. You know, I have a big problem with it. It's definitely a trigger for me. Yeah. And I just tend to like go. Like, I will just be like, yeah, I'm out, you know. And I, I kept asking, you know, talking to Bianca about it, talking to Diana about it, and saying, like, where is this coming from? Like, why? Like, I, you know, I wasn't yelled at as a child. Like, my father wasn't a yeller. He's 
always been more of a talker. So I'm like, I don't know. And then one day Bianca was like, well, maybe that's it. Maybe because he didn't yell and you didn't come, that wasn't your 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 experience. experience. Yeah. That wasn't the norm for you. Um, <laughs> you know, that then triggers you. And I'm like, I think that you are absolutely right. I'm like, this is not something that I'm used to. So what I'm trying to do is instead of run, um, like you said, use your voice, say, you know, kind of speak it and say, this is what it is. And you don't have to run from it. You can kind of work it through. Like, don't be yelling at me. You know, you can even say, my daddy don't yell at me and you ain't about to yell at me. Yeah. I mean, I literally said the exact same thing. Like, you know, that's, 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 this is not my experience. So, and, um, you know, cope with it that way as opposed to just running. So great, great advice. There, there's so many different posts, or I'm sure you probably have seen it, that people only understand to their level of perspective, their perspective. You yeah. only understand to their level. So if someone is triggering you to become angry, that might that goes into cast not your pearls before swine, no. right? If you know, wait a minute, this is someone is projecting their emotions onto me. This is not how I feel. That's where we go ahead and start setting boundaries. You know what? I can tell that you're frustrated. Let me go ahead and give you about a couple of hours. Let's resume this conversation when you are ready to sit and talk with, you know, as an adult, because I respect myself. Absolutely. I value myself and I respect you. Yep. For, for sure. I'm taking that down. <laughs> uh, which kind of leads me to um, the next question, boundaries. You know, like boundaries are, are important they're very very important you know mm -hmm. and i find kind of like even with us going into business together um there are boundaries that shouldn't be crossed and we all have to be respectful of each other and same you know with co there, there's boundaries everywhere Absolutely. boundaries in your relationships and friendships and mm -hmm. businesships and <laughs> life ships <laughs> all, all of all the, the ships, ships. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, yeah. The, what's the best coping mechanism for um boundaries and you know how do you set boundaries? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are not afraid to set boundaries, but they don't want to hurt someone else by setting the boundary. Sure. Well the and, and this ties into earlier with the icebreakers, um, you can't please everyone. Someone will become offended by your boundaries because they are used to you responding or behaving a certain way. And if it's with ill intention and the purpose is to manipulate just to gain something from you, you have to set a boundary in order to prevent someone from using us. Right. Mm -hmm. So boundaries are they're healthy. They 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 teach other people how to treat you. So when you are um, when we are. And I say we as humans, we when we are fully aware of our morals, our values, our goals, fully aware of our communication style, fully aware of who we are, we're not going to let anyone treat us a certain time uh, type of way. And sometimes, and we go to dating now, men may test your boundary, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to we're living in a world where sex sales, drug sales. Um, and, and all of that and, and um, violence sales. Um, mm -hmm. So we have to say, set uh, or implement that wall. Hey, wait a minute. I know that is what you're used to, but that's not what I'm used to. Right. And that right. is what I will accept because I know my worth. Now, I get it that you're used to uh, behaving that sort of way. But if you want to be in my presence and I operate in peace and love and kindness then this is how i expect or not necessarily expect we because expectations can definitely cause disappointment a uh, long time in long term but yeah. this is what um i i Require, but require, yeah, definitely. I was gonna say demand, but yeah. that was the professional way of saying, uh, not this one, you yeah, know? <laughs> not me. I love that. Key. I'm not the one or the two, I'm not the one or the two, right? Oh, I haven't heard that one in a long time, <laughs> okay? Because so, Kina, uh, we've talked about a lot, and you have been very helpful. Um, for me and I'm sure our audience and for the ladies, mm -hmm. um, but I want to end on a question in regards to our youth. Um, mm -hmm. I have a teenage daughter. Bianca has a young adult son. Deanna has a young adult son and younger kids. And they're coming up in an age where we are all out social media. 
and posting and likes and loves and hearts and all of that good stuff. Um, how is the best way to navigate through social media? Well, what is the best way to navigate through social media for our youth? As how do we far empower as them? Especially uh, with their like mental health, because I'll just use young girls for an example. Mm -hmm. They're exposed to so many, like, this is how you're supposed to look. This is a, how much money you're supposed to have. Mm -hmm. These are the guys you're supposed to date. This is, you know, how your life is supposed to be. So a lot of times they have this false measurement of this is how everything is supposed to be. And when it doesn't, life doesn't live up to that, they're disappointed, not realizing that that isn't even real reality for a lot of those people who are presenting that. So how do you help guide them through this technology age and their mental health? I, I encourage uh, parents, and I do work with youth um, uh, full-time. Um, I would encourage parents to sit down and, and ha have multiple conversations, really be able to explain what it what occurred back in the day, right? Because children growing up, they were outside. You know, yeah. you can really catch a kid inside. They're always no. unless the light, the the street light came on. That's how you know it's time to come come inside. Yeah. So a lot of the social cues or social development is impaired right now. Um, and so a lot of the normal stage of developmency where children and and right about that adolescent years is when a child is learning to identify their place uh, or define their place in the world. So by the time you turn um, a young adult, um, mm -hmm. it's okay, I don't look like this. And they may be obsessing about the the, the image of an adult. So yeah. really yeah. being able to, I encourage parents to sit down and talk to their child, explain the differences with uh, what occurred even 20 years ago and what's occurring now and really enhance their ability um, to um, tap into self or to um, increase or elevate in self-awareness, understanding who you are, understanding that you are unique. You don't have to follow the trend. It's okay to be a leader and stand apart from the crowd that are going in the direction of, um, you know, whether it's the BBLs and not, not this is not to anyone who has a BBL, okay? Right. <laughs> For a young adult who's seeing that on, you know, if you're an adult and you're 40, and you're getting a BBL, but here's a 20 year old who sees you and like, I want that image. They mm -hmm. still have, they still have their youth. They still have their young body. They, they can still um, exercise and, you know, make changes in their lifestyle in order to accomplish that. So yeah. again, back to just encouraging parents to be able to, because in order for a child to know or, or a young adult to know who they are, it really takes talking with parents, parents encouraging, parents supporting their beliefs and finding out what they believe. Um, bring yourself down to the, the level of the child or the level of the young adult to understand how they're viewing themselves, understand how they're viewing the world. Many young adults do not like for adults to tell them what to do, but to be able to have and compassion and see what they're seeing and, and present options. Well, have you considered these options? They like options. Oh, okay, well, talk to me about each option. And then that's where you can start dropping nuggets and the wisdom and give them the the, the uh, opportunity to make the decision for themselves. Yeah. That's very important. I think empowering them to make decisions. I like that. Empowering them to make decisions makes them feel more adult, adult and mm -hmm. part of the process mm -hmm. versus people deciding for them. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. That's right. Like, they don't like to be told what to do or given instruction because they feel like they're grown and they think that they've figured everything out. They have all the answers. <laughs> We're old and mind. <laughs> and I just don't understand because I have so much knowledge. I invent every block that she's trying to turn. I got it. I can tell you. I promise you. You old and mind. Right. I know. <laughs> For all of you have heard, baby, keep on living. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah. way to go. That's what they used to say to us back in the day. You ain't living, baby. Keep on living.
So, all right. We so, definitely appreciate your time. Yes, we so appreciate your time. And let yeah. our audience know how they could hear more from you, where they can find you, and what things you have coming up. Okay, uh, reach out to me if you like more information, info, I-N-F-O, at bookkinatate.com. Uh, or you can complete the contact form on my website, www.bookkinatate.com. Um, I do offer coaching packages. I know a lot of the stigma of um, uh, surrounded around therapy is definitely is still in existence. So I do have coaching packages uh, available. Um, not many slots for individual groups, definitely. Coming up, I am working on a project. I can't really say what that is. So no. I just like Keep peeled. It is. It is. You'll we'll have to come back and tell us more. Yes, yes, yes. So I can't wait for that to drop for sure. For sure. I think you would be absolutely amazing for like a group session because sometimes we need it. Yes. Or your okay. guy friends. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, we have to have you back very soon. We definitely want to um, keep updated with you and things that you have going on. And I think you have uh, such profound thoughts and things that you can do to combat issues and, and the way to truly triumph over uh, tragedy. Yep. Trauma. Trauma. Yeah, I love what you all are doing. Keep uh, keep up the good work. I will definitely Thank continue you. to share, share, share. Um, as you uh, continue to launch your projects, I wish you yes. much success. Thank oh, you. I know a lot of people feel like we ask people to do the things that they do. We don't. And when you posted that video, and like I said, you just have such a drawing personality. I was like, I didn't even ask her to do that, but I'm so <laughs> glad that she did. Yeah. Um, and we hope that you are enjoying your coffee, and you are just a such a blessing. So thank you. Thank oh, you thank for being you. on our show. And we cannot wait to have you back. And so. thank you, Claudia. For sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she is. She is so here. Yeah. Who was with me before I launched? Uh, branched out on my own when I was yes. at uh, Evergreen Plaza. So yes. Yes, <laughs> I will never. I will never forget that that moment. She was like, "Just come with me to get your hair done," and it just changed my life for the best. So I am so grateful for you. Thank you, Gina. Absolutely. You are most welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. 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 Good night. <laughs> that was amazing. It was. I'm going to take away the preparing for the seasonal depression and mm -hmm. still continue in some sort of routine. Yes. Um, And get back into a routine mm -hmm. because my show was doing good for a few weeks going to the gym and I just was like, ah. And now it's dark. It really makes me feel like I don't even it's dark outside, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna take take it back. Yeah, like get back into a routine and you know. Love that. Mm -hmm. What was your your takeaway? Oh, there were many, but um, she said basically the same thing that one of my cousins recently said that um, like presenting options to young people. Yeah, that's, just, that's how she began to navigate with her daughter as she transitioned to adulthood instead of you know, um, telling her what she wanted her to do or how yeah. she thinks she should do it. She would um, even tell her to list the pros and cons between two choices and, and you know, come to arrive at a decision um, that way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I like that. And so, you know, two people basically say the same thing. It just further confirms like, yeah, that's probably a good thing to do. So, Absolutely. Yes, I take that for sure. Um, you know, my teenage daughter, she is fire. <laughs> <laughs> she has a mind of her own and, and she tends to not even fall into like the social media trends because she says that Facebook is for old people. <laughs> She's tired of TikTok and 
and you know instagram is hanging on by a thin thread <laughs> uh so i kind of like that she's making that decision while it seems like you know kids mm -hmm. are really into social media uh, but she doesn't let it affect her so much but i think those options um yeah. are just so important and then of course the boundaries you know i think it, it's easier said than done sometimes you know for me i think because um I kind of ha have my own business. I kind of set my hours. Um, I think I need to just bring it on in. You know what I'm saying? Set the boundaries. Let people know what I expect, what should be expected, and you know, carry it out. Then I think that makes for such better relationships too. Yeah, so, yeah. I like the boundaries. I like the boundaries, guys. We got something to tell you guys. Ooh. Yes, we do. We are doing a new book club reading, yes. and we are excited to bring it to you guys. So check this out. What's up, Brew Crew? My name is Janine Rogers, and I am excited to be a guest on What's Brewing Sis podcast on December 1st as we discuss my book, Don't Smell Like Smoke. We will be discussing the journey of grace, faith, hope, and joy. As they walk through the fires of life, but they come through those fires and they don't smell like smoke. There's a little bit of everything in this book. There's some laughter, there's some joy, there's some drama, some juicy details. You may even shed a tear. There's poetry and even a self-reflection journal at the end for you to go through your own personal journey. I invite you to get your book now so you can read it and be ready for the conversation. Go to don'tsmelllikesmoke.com, put in the code Coco Latte for 20% off, and join us on December 1st as we talk about Don't Smell Like Smoke on What's Brewing Sis podcast, available on YouTube and other streaming platforms. I hope to see you there. It won't be the same without you. Yes, so smart. we got the book here already. Yes, I am so excited. So many people were like, "When? What's the next book?" Yes. We're like, "We're getting to it, guys." If, Just a second. If you know anything about our book club, <laughs> <laughs> you know that one. Like it is, it is hands down my favorite. Obviously, not the other. Uh, <laughs> uh, hands down, one of my favorite episodes. Yes. Because we invite everybody one to get the book, get the book, read it, use the Don't promo code. Smell like smoke .com. Yes. Promo code Coco Latte, yes. one word. Yes. Put it together, Coco Latte. You get 20% off. Yes. And um we we invite you guys to either come on the screen or just comment on YouTube. And uh, your comments are show. We 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 bring you in as a <laughs> you know a, a viewer, a listener, and your your comments make the show. Yeah, know? we want everyone's perspective yes. because as last episode, <laughs> Shelly and I kind of had a similar perspective, and it was like us against the world. Yeah, it was it was us against the world. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think after the episode, I was like, why doesn't anyone agree with us? What are we saying? I think it's this, or I think it's that. And that conversation after the book went on for days. Yes, you I'm know, like, they were trying to convince me to agree with them, and I'm like. No, yeah. <laughs> so get the book, bring your opinions. You know, it is, we haven't read it yet. We haven't read it just yet, but trust me, we're going to give our honest opinion about the book. Um, we're excited. I'm so excited. Yes, and we are excited to have you guys with us. Yes. Um, sharing your perspective. There'll be a live show. We'll have the author, Janine Rogers, with us. Yes. Uh, she is going to dig into the book. We already. And she got... told us no holds bar. So we can yes. ask anything. We could. She's going to be in the conversation, too. And yeah, I'm just so excited. She is a, a, a native of Chicago. Yep. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. It's going to be really, really good. So again, don'tsmelllikesmoke.com. Purchase your book. Coupon code Coco Latte. Yep. One word. Put the words together. Coco Latte. Um, twenty percent off. Yes. So guys. Yeah. Until next time. Until next time. Oh wait, before we go. Okay. Oh, 
Don't forget, CafeCocoLatte.com. Get your coffee on Yeah. Uh, we have, yep, we have a pop-up coming up on November 19th. Yes. In Chicago. Yes. You know, 37 uh, 57 West Douglas. Yeah. And I think that one of our mentors just might be uh, watching. So if I got that wrong, just let us know. Uh, but we are so super from excited. From 10 to 6, 6 p.m. Yeah, from 10 to 6 p.m. We will be at Greater Garfield Church. That's 3757 West Douglas, Chicago. And we are going to have, of course, our coffee. Um, we're going to be selling coffee as well. So you can yeah. come in, taste the coffee, buy a few bags, yeah. and give them away as gifts and keep them for yourself. But we are so super yep. excited because it's our very first pop-up. So we would absolutely love if everybody would come and join us on that day. It's going to be so many other vendors there as well who will be selling their products, anything from clothing to food to um, hair, products. hair products, spa items, because I cannot stuff. wait to get to Sharita's Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good vendors there. Absolutely. I was like taking a peek at the flyers you were creating, like, oh, I wonder yeah. what they're selling. And I was like, I got to make sure to bring cash. Yes, there are going to be some great some vendors there, along with Cafe Coco Live. Yeah, so, so. It's, you'll be getting like the cafe experience. We're not open yet, but you can join us there, and it'll be like the same thing. You'll get your sweets and your treats yes. and your coffee bags to take home. You could get your actual coffee there yep. to mm -hmm. sip while you walk around and shop. Yeah, um, and we have some here. surprises too because we got mm -hmm. some stuff that nobody knows about just yet. Some products that we'll be releasing, and it's a secret and it's a surprise. So if you want to mm -hmm. get on it, and if you want to be the first to know, definitely join us November nineteenth from ten a.m. to six p.m. and that's thirty-seven fifty-seven West Douglas. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Now, <laughs> <laughs> until next time, keep, keep it real.